<laughs> Heston Kerstad has been called up by the Baltimore Orioles. Who will win the NL Cy Young Award? Join us today as we talk about what's been going on in the MLB on today's action-packed episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, fantasy baseball fanatics, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by the Locked On Sports Network, your team every day. As always, we're your number one source of fantasy baseball knowledge, and thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. I'm your host, Dominic Martino. You can find me on Twitter at DonMartinoFB. Here, as always, with my brother, my co-host, my partner in crime, Matthew Anay. And you can find him on Twitter at Matthew underscore Ane. If you're listening on a platform like Apple or Spotify that allows five-star ratings and reviews, we would truly appreciate it if you could do that for us. And if you're watching on a platform like YouTube, hit the little bell up below, subscribe to the channel, also gives you a notification every time we drop a new episode. And lastly, but most importantly, it's that time of year where you're trying to win yourself a fantasy baseball championship. So subscribe to us on the Subtext website. Through Subtext, you get alerts right to your phone through text messaging. And you get call-up alerts waiver wire rankings, and just much, much more than Matt and I can offer here in this 30-minute podcast. Guys, one of today's sponsors is FanDuel. Today's episode, once again, brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started today. Locked on Fantasy Baseball fans, we have a fully loaded episode for you. Let us be your team seek weapon as we update you on what's been going on in the MLB recently, starting with a big, big call-up. Matt, I think this might be the last call-up we get this year, or big call-up we get this year. And who is it, my brother? I will talk about Heston Kierstad. Um, We've been talking about him a lot. Somebody been saying stash, stash, stash. He's one of Dom's boys, so I'll make this quick so he can drool over him. Uh, my guy has 479 at-bats. 87 fronts, 29 doubles, 8 triples, 21 bombs, 55 ribs, and batting a whopping 303. Funny enough, this is his lowest batting average of his career, um, which is hysterical. Uh, the guy just, you know, puts up numbers and can really put the bat to the ball because, you know, it's funny, too. He does, He's not really a – he's not almost at 50% walk-to-strikeout rate. So it's not like he's really – killing it in the walk walk to strikeout ratio so the kid really just hits the ball period and what i like about him too is he only has five stolen bases which means these triples and doubles are legitimately the ball is going for yard and he's making it there i think the power might pop at six three two oh five if he quits on another 15 pounds he'll have me drooling over him we'll see i mean he's got time so we shall see but dom go ahead i see you already you know salivating over there just a little bit, just a little bit. You know, Kerstad is somebody I was hoping would get the call this year. He's still only 5% owned on Yahoo. I think that's going to get, you know, a little bit of a step up here. He's an outfielder, but he also does play a little bit of first base, so I could see Baltimore maybe moving him around, depending on what the word on Ryan Mountcastle is. I, ha- I think I saw that he might be back sooner than later, so he might not get too much play at first base. Depends, depends on what they want to do with Ryan O'Hearn here. But, you know, it's a good lineup in Baltimore. The runs in the RBIs could be good. As Matt mentioned, he's more known for his power than anything else, really. Uh, the batting average as well. Very, very good hit tool here for Kerstad. You know, and um, 
on MLB's top 100 prospects. He is the number 24 overall prospect. So, you know, top 25 prospect. Very awesome to see. Power is plus. The hit tool is, you know, uh, right around average, maybe a little bit higher than that. His arm is pretty good. The speed is really the only thing that's ranked uh, below average. So with Kerstad, I think you can pick him up right now if you need outfield or first base help. If you just want a little bit of extra, you know, sauce heading into that maybe championship round of your playoffs, pick him up, see where the thing goes. But Kerstad is somebody I'm definitely really high on for next year. Let's keep things pushing. Let's talk about somebody that's, you know, just had a monster, monster season. I'm mad I don't have him in more leagues. And it's the big lefty Matt Olson. Now, Matt Olson. Did have a decent year last year. You know, actually, I'm not I'm lying. It wasn't a decent year. It was a good year. I, I'm not going to let the 240 batting average take away from what he did last year. But he somehow even managed to top it this year. He kind of went by Matt and I's rule. First year on a new team, they don't do as good as they normally do. And Matt Olson proved that right. Because this year, Matt Olson, 146 games, uh, 552 at-bats, 116 runs, 26 doubles, 3 triples, 51 homers, 128 RBIs with a 279 career-high batting average from Matt Olson. You, you can't ask for much better than him. He's uh, you know, he's thrown his hat into the NL MVP race. I don't know if he gets it with the way that Acuna is playing. Mookie Betts, too. You know, Mookie Betts is another guy that has thrown his hat into the ring. And even Freddie Feeman, uh, Mookie Betts' teammates. It's going to be a close one there in the NL. I still think Acuna gets it. But Matt Olson once has definitely thrown his name into the ring with the way he's been playing this year. I think he probably will go as number one first baseman off the board heading into, you know, 2024 fantasy drafts. Just kudos to Matt Olson for, you know, really living up to that power hype. You know, he had never hit 40 home runs before. He's at 51, which I believe is an Atlanta Braves record. He broke Andrew Jones's old record. So kudos, Matt, uh, Matt Olson, big, big, big year for him. Yeah, no, Matt Olson, great job this year. Um, we were, I was a year too late. I had him as my number two first baseman last year. This year, Adam, in like number four, um, I just, I needed to see it. The dude is 29. He's a monster. Like, he's still so young. That Atlanta team is going to be scary for a long time. Oh, yeah. And the other thing I like is, you know, his batting average isn't isn't as terrible as it normally is. It's at 279. Last year was 240. Had a 271 batting average. But he's been like, you know, 265 to 250 range usually when he was on Oakland. But since joining the Braves now, I think this is the new norm, 265 to 280. I think Matt Olson is elite. Um, I still wouldn't draft him over Freddie Freeman. I think Freddie Freeman is just too damn good to, you know, for anybody to pick him over, uh, pick anyone over Freddie Freeman at that point. But let's move on. Let me stop drooling over him. Let's talk about Trey Turner. Um, somebody that everybody was like, should I, should I drop him? Should I sell him? What do I do with this dude? He's sucking. Well, if you listen to us and you held on to him the whole season or you traded for him, you're a happy boy. Trey Turner has been amazing as of late. Um, being living in Philly right now, it's funny. You hear about um, how, you know, Trey Turner got this standing ovation. Um, and ever since that, he's just been rocking and rolling, which, hey, maybe he needed a little affirmative action, a little slap on the booty. Like, you know, a boy, get it going. and you know, he needed a little confidence boost. I think, you know, he's just speeding up the rule of, hey, new team, new year. He also pretty much was without his family for, I don't know, I'll say like two and a half months before he even got back to Philly after moving his whole family from L.A. to Philadelphia because he was with the U.S. national team. Then he went to, right to spring training. Uh, and then he finally came home in at the end of March. 
And actually, I think it was a road game. So he went out on the road and then finally got to go home and sleep in his new bed, which is might as well have been a hotel room for this dude. So there's a lot of growing pains for Trey Turner in his personal life as to why I, I think it led to so much heartache to begin the season. I think Trey Turner bounces back fully next year. And we're talking about him as, you know, a top, you know, probably number one pick in 2026. Um, 2026? 2025. Sorry, I'm jumping years. Um, you know, like that, that Phillies, te- that Phillies team is just absolutely bananas. They're getting better. When Trey Turner does this for a full season, it's just, it, they're, they're going to be too good. Um, and on top of that, I also want to note to start the season before the all-star break, his batting average was like 240 and change. It's now at 270 on the year. He's been hitting that good since the since after the All-Star break. So Trey Turner has just been on a heater and a half. Trey Turner is going to be a real league winner for you guys going into the end of this season. Yeah, Matt, before I jump in and give my take on Trey Turner and we talk about, you know, um, a couple of guys that have just really slowed down here and then a couple of injured guys as well. We're going to get into the NL Cy Young race. We got just have a really exciting episode today. I need to talk about one of our sponsors. Let's talk about Jace Medical. Everybody should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace Case. The Jace Case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind so that you're not just hoping you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is very simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to the licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. Once again, that's J-A-S-E medical.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON. All right, and dear everydayers and new listeners, we have an incredible opportunity for you to support the show and enjoy some fantastic perks along the way, introducing our Diamond Club on the Subtext website. By becoming a member, you not only contribute to the show's success, but also gain access to exclusive benefits. Get your hands on waiver wire rankings, call-up alerts, injury updates, instant reactions, and enjoy direct access to us for all of your burning fantasy baseball questions. Plus, you can try it out completely free for 14 days. Your support means the world to Matt and I, and we can't wait to connect with you on this exciting journey. Join our Diamond Club on the Subtext website today, and let's take your fantasy baseball experience to new heights. Guys, time of year you don't want to tune out. Time of year where Matt and I are going hard. We're making some fantasy baseball championship pushes. So we're still very, very in tune with baseball. If you're more focused on football, hey, lean on Matt and I right now. Join us on Subtext, and we'll get you that locked-on fantasy baseball championship. But let me keep things pushing here. Let me get back into it. Let me talk about Trey Turner. And, you know, I'm not going to – Matt Matt did a great breakdown. Actually, guys, I got the old Washington Nationals Trey Turner jersey on, so I had to support my boy today. I just want to point this out. His last 84 games – you know, I know people were talking about since the ovation, but I want to go back even further. I want to talk about the last 84 games for Trey Turner. It's 343 at-bats, 65 runs, 17 doubles, 3 triples, 21 homers, 59 RBIs. And 19 steals with a 297 batting average and a 901 OPS. 
So Trey Turner's been having a very, very good, you know, late run to the season. He started off very slow. Matt and I's rule applies here. You know, first year on a new team, a lot going on, especially as Matt mentioned, playing for Team USA. And then he's got to go back to, you know, a new place in Philly. It's just, it's been a lot for him. And I think, as Matt said, he bounces back next year. I don't know if I'm taking him first overall next year. There's a lot of great options, especially Acuna. I think Acuna is going to be the unanimous number one overall pick next year. But after that, it's just, you know, it's kind of, you could throw, you could throw your hat anywhere next year going into, you know, with pick number two, you can go Mookie Betts, you can go Turner. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody says Tatis is their guy. I wouldn't be surprised if there's still people on Aaron Judge. There's just, um, there's so I don't even know if I said Freddie Freeman. There's just so many guys that you can throw into that second pick and I would not be mad at you for taking them. And I think Trey Turner is going to be somebody in consideration for that pick. But let's move on here. Let's talk about somebody that's kind of been struggling down the stretch here, and it's Mr. Bo Bichette. Uh, Bo Bichette, somebody I think that we all may have been a little bit too high on coming into the year. You know, he's still doing good, but he hasn't really lived up to the hype of that 2021 monster season where at 23 years old, Bichette played 159 games, 640 at-bats, 121 runs, 30 doubles, a triple, 29 homers, 102 RBIs, 25 steals with a 298 batting average. Now, I think Bo Bichette is going to be a consistent 300 career hitter, but where have the stolen bases gone? Where have the home runs gone? It's just really been, you know, where have the runs gone in general? It's just kind of been a down season for Bichette. I still a great fantasy baseball player, but at 25 years old this year, I'll give you the full year numbers. It's 119 games for Bichette, 504 at-bats, 55 runs, 27 doubles, two triples, 18 homers, 64 RBIs, three steals, 306 batting average. Now, shortstop position, looking a little bit deeper at the top, This, you know, going into next year. And Bobachet might be my, you know, fifth, sixth shortstop. I'll give you a little check now. You know, I have my, my early, early rankings. Right now, I'd probably slotting Bichette in at six, right over guys like Ellie De La Cruz and Francisco Lindor. So, you know, there's still upside here for Bichette. You know, he's only going to be 26 years old going into next year. I still like him. But, you know, the lack of speed in, a, you know, this season where speed is up across the board and, you know, lack of runs where he had 121 two years ago, 91 last year for Bichette. So he's going to move my rankings, move down my rankings a little bit. I wouldn't be mad if I miss out on some of the top guys and you get Bichette maybe around like seven. But I don't know if he's going to fall that late. So I might be steering a little bit away from him next year. Yeah, he's going to be somebody that depending on ADP, they're either going to be a giant bust or he's going to be a huge value. Um, Bobachet is somebody I'm interested to see where he starts falling in drafts as we get closer. I don't, I haven't done my rankings or even haven't snuffed at it yet. The difference between Dom and I is he doesn't have a child, so he gets to go and do what he wants. So I haven't started that yet. I tell the wife, Hey, listen, I'm sitting down for about a week and it gets done. So expect that like December. Uh, Matt, real quick, can I, can I chime in on one more thing? I totally yeah. forgot to mention. I do want to mention the last two weeks for Bichette. He's two for 20, one run, no homers, no steals, two RBIs, batting 100. Yeah, no, it's fugly. Um, yeah, it's bad. It's it's bad. But I mean, here's the thing, too. I mean, there's a in my opinion, you look at the you look at the Toronto Blue Jays as a whole competing for the AL East like they're not looking hot. Like, I mean, granted, the Yankees didn't look hot, but if the Yankees were on their regular pace with the same team as last year, which is the same team this year, um, you know, they would be even lower in that rankings. I mean, there might be a chance where they just kind of unload, keep pretty much just Vladdy, and they, I could foresee him possibly getting traded 
if things can got, keep going the way they are. They start off slow next year. There's a chance Bo is gone, and then we'll see where he ends up in that situation. Now, this is all rumors. And, hey, trend, trend me on Twitter. Hey, I said he's getting traded first. But, you know, it's one of those things, or X, whatever the hell you're calling it these days. But, um, you know, Bo is somebody that, again, either could be a value or a bust for next year. For this year, he's killing you for this week, but maybe he bounces back. We shall see. Let's move on. Let's talk about Mr. Flange's number two, and that's Jazz Chisholm. Uh, if you guys are new to this show, Flange's are a term that I just call you injury prone. Um, I, I said it once, and it's kind of stuck, so it's sticking. Uh, he, he has been Captain Flange's throughout this whole year. It's a joke. You know, oh, it's my hamstring. Oh, it's my calf. Oh, it's my left pinky toe. Legitimately, it was this year. Um, And now, oh, I have knee discomfort. Bro, you play baseball. Like, I know you run the base, but, like, how often are you really running? Like, come on, my guy. You're not even... Oh, well, he does play outfield here and there. But anyway, I think of his only second baseman. But anyway, it's it's one of those things where you're like, jazz, like, bro, come on, man. Like, just stay healthy. Play through the pain. Be a, be a big boy here. You're getting paid millions of dollars. If he were to play a full season, this kid could be like the number two, three second baseman in the league. Honestly, the upside, because he has 30-30 upside, in my opinion. Dom will think I'm crazy, but... No, he does. He does. Yeah. My only thing is is that he's not going to have second base next year, so that, that's going to hurt him. Oh, you! Oh, that's right. Well, he, in Yahoo, he, in Yahoo, he will. No, he he's played no games at second base this year. Oh, You got to have five on Yahoo. Oh, that's duty. So, yeah, yeah. no, then the, he falls down the rankings even more because the biggest part of his eligibility is, boom, oh, it's gone. Um, So, Jazz, for instance, is just going to be fugly for next year. Um, He's been hot, though. So, like, don't drop him just because he's hurt because they haven't put on the IL, which is something that I'm going to say is good. Um, You know, he they did imaging, I believe, and it's just need discovery. So it's going to be based off of his pain tolerance. So if he decides to be a man and play, uh, he'll probably play Friday. Today is Thursday, so he might play tomorrow or Saturday, uh, depending on the matchup. But he's been killing it. Seven runs, three bombs, nine nine ribs, two stolen bases, batting 286 on the week so far. So, I mean, Jazz has been monstrous. So if he, I'm praying he comes back because I desperately need him. So we Matt, shall you see. The last week or the last 14? Oh, so I'm last, sorry. The last week he's been actually bad. You got me. That's last yeah, year. No, I was just just checking in with you there because he's read the wrong for, line. Yeah, three for twenty-two on the week with no counting stats at all. Not not a run, not a homer, not an RBI, not a steal. Yeah, thank you for that. That was yeah, my no, bad no, guy. no problem. I just I just wanted to check in because I thought maybe I missed something. Because I'll be honest with you, I I cut him in one of my leagues because I'm I'm just kind of over it. You know, it's been too many injuries, and this not a time of year where I'm going to sit around and wait for somebody. This year it's the oblique, as Matt mentioned, it was a toe injury. Uh, last year it was a back, and at 25 years old it's like all right you know what like i get it you know you're running around you're playing baseball it's not an easy sport to play but like if you're this hurt already at 25 it just reminds me a lot of aldoberto mondesi and it's just like all right buddy you know you really gotta you know get on with this thing and, and figure it well, out so I well, think, go ahead go ahead the reason why we don't say he is alberto mondesi and he isn't the king flanges is because he's already played more games in in a month than Alberto Montesi has played in his entire career. Yeah, I hear you, but he's starting to look like Montesi Jr. to me. So I'm sure, like, Matt, 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 as you as you said, 
you know, if you kind of, you know, if he played 160 games, which is not really ever going to happen, you know, you kind of could almost double where he's at now. You're talking about a guy who's, you know, 32 home runs and, you know, for almost 40 steals, talking about like 38 steals, and he could hit, you know, 240, 250. That's going to be valuable, right? But, you know, no more second base. You got him as an outfielder. It's just, it's just going to be really, really tough. But, Matt, uh, why don't you chime in here real quick? And uh, I believe we got something else going on. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off the NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube or YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads, player props, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with offers you don't want to miss. FanDuel, official sports, uh, official partner of the NFL, and honestly, guys, my favorite uh, sports book, period, just because it's actually easy to use. And I've just been using FanDuel. They were the first to get out there for, you know, the daily fantasy league. So um, FanDuel is my go-to for everything. All right, Dom, go for it. Take this next guy. Yeah, so we're going to talk about Max Scherzer, right? And um, I think that's the end of his year. He's pretty much done here as far as I know. I And it's I, I don't want to, like, be too preemptive. It's just his career is, you know, I would assume not over, but coming to an end of him being like an absolute ace. Um, he was diagnosed with a low-grade strain of the Terrace Major muscle, which we've seen a lot of pitchers deal with this year. Verlander has dealt with it. Um, Tristan McKenzie has dealt with it. And it's just been a very, very, you know, tough year. We're seeing a lot of that injury. I wonder if it has something to do with maybe the pitch clock or something like that. You know, guys, you know, throwing too much in a short period of time. But, you know, Scherzer on the year. Numbers are mediocre. You know, maybe a little bit above average. 370 ERA, 112 whip, 152 innings, 174 strikeouts. And as I said, I don't know how highly I'm going to have him ranked next year. Next year, he'll be 39 years old. I know he's going to be on a good team, but, you know, how many innings is he actually going to throw before, you know, the body starts to fail you? Uh, you know, maybe he's going to try and do a Nolan Ryan and pitch till his arm literally falls off. But, you know, we'll see. You know, the last couple of years, the innings have gone down a lot. He went 179 in 2021, 145 last year, 152 this year. So, I'm just I'm not going to be big on Scherzer next year. You know, he's been fantastic for us for, you know, a long time in fantasy baseball. But we really might be coming towards the end of that dominance with Max Scherzer. I mean, so I guess you could kind of say we're going to be at the end of the dominance for a innings eater and a guy that guy that just is guaranteed, you know, 200 innings a year. Uh, But I think if anything, he's going to be in the category of Clayton Kershaw, somebody that went healthy can be absolutely spectacular could be a pitcher pitcher one at the time but then we'll go down with injury so i think max scherzer still got the stuff right it's not like anything has dropped off or anything of the sort it's just really like yo he's just his body isn't making it down the yellow brick road (laughs) you know like i mean he doesn't have a little line carrying him down so max scherzer essentially i think is going to be like a a value in a lot of leagues where like, okay, just like you're going to have an expectation, you know, he's going to miss time. Uh, Also too, like, I think this pitch clock is going to be adjusted next year too. Like, I mean, what they have 15 seconds to throw 
when there's nobody on base and then 20 seconds when there is. I could have this a little bit off, but no, I believe, I believe that's right. Right. So like I foresee, you know, it getting an extra like five to seven seconds to maybe a whole 10 seconds more next year to like relieve it. And that could relieve a lot of that major muscle strain because it's funny. We've never really heard of that kind of strain. Like I've never heard of that. And I I've been doing, I've been watching baseball my entire life, let alone playing fantasy baseball for well over 10 years. And I've never really seen anybody really diagnosed with that. Um, usually, you know, it's just shoulder discomfort or, you know, I got a hammy or I got TJ. So like, you know, I think this muscle is based off of how fast they have to throw the ball, not speed wise, like how quickly they have to do it versus taking the breaks. And, you know, you could do a lot of that on the mound by stretching and just moving your arm. So I, Max Scherzer is somebody that's probably going to adapt because he's elite and probably figure out a way to stay healthy throughout the year. But again, no 200 innings. But I wouldn't be surprised if he gets 165 to 175 innings next year. So I probably. I will, oh, my fault. I, I thought you were wrapping up. I, I wanted to Go just chime in and say one last thing. Mm-hmm. The thing is, the from what I'm seeing here, like the movement on his pitches still looks good, but the velocity is really down. If you go back to 2020, he was throwing 95 consistently. This year, he's down to like 93 and a half. He's lost two mile an hour on the curveball over the last couple of years. The cutter is also down three miles an hour over the last few years. So it's that's why I'm saying I think like he could still be a strikeout guy because the movement's there on the pitches, but he's not blowing guys away anymore. So that's why the ERA is up, you know, very, very high to a 377. So I just, like I said, I just don't see foresee the dominance, but I think he'll still be a serviceable pitcher when he's on the mound, as you were kind of saying. I, 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 let's not do the whole debate. We're, we're going to, we're going to, we, we can talk about this all fair. Let's keep, let's talk about this NL Cy Young award. Uh, Matt, who do you got? Who do you got in the NL Cy Young race? Oh, oh man, that's a toughie. Do you want me to chime in first? Yeah, please. All right, so it's probably going to come down to Blake Snell and Justin Steele with Spencer Strider having the outside chance if he has a couple more dominant starts. But I got to go with my dog. I got to go with Blake Snell. He's been so good here down the stretch. And in his last start, which I was yesterday, two days ago, as you guys listened to this, he dominated the Los Angeles Dodgers. And I think he's really saying, I want that second Cy Young Award on my resume. And... I like Justin Steele, but he just doesn't – I don't think – he's not doing it for me. With Snell having 167 innings, 217 strikeouts, 14 wins, 2-4-3 ERA, which I think is the lowest in all of baseball among qualifiers, and a 1-2-2 whip. Now, don't get me wrong. Justin Steele has been good. I just don't think he's been as good as, you know, um, Snell. 16 wins for Steele, 2-4-9 ERA. Uh, 159 innings, 159 strikeouts, and the whip is a 1-1-2. So, you know, Snell's got him in in, in ERA and strikeouts. Steele's got two more wins, and the whip is, you know, uh, 10 points better. But I'm taking Blake Snell for the pure dominance. You know, I mean, the Cubs are the better team, so I I wouldn't be surprised if the voters give it to Steele, but Blake Snell's got my vote. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to talk about, like, fantasy, like a – like who I'd like to see it would be Blake Snell, but I think Justin still does walk away with it just because honestly, the Padres have been so ugly and terrible to watch that. I think they're the ones that are losing it for Blake Snell. And with the, the Cubs on the precipice of being in the playoffs, uh, I think that he takes it home because I mean, he's been the ace there by far and none between. So I think Justin Steele unfortunately gets it, but I feel Blake Snell deserves it. 
But uh, with that being said, I mean, that's really all I got. I mean, I'm not really a Steel fan. Like, we're going to talk about him in fantasy next year, and I don't even think I'm going to have him in my top 20. So, possibly. I'm I'm on board with that. I'm on board with him being outside top 20. Just shout out to Spencer Strider. Maybe there's an outside chance he sneaks in. I don't see it. The ERA is not there. Yeah, it's too high. It's too high. I just he he's elite in every other category, but he just it's just too high. He's been getting blown up, but I mean, hey, he's he's still he's still young as hell too. So I mean, I can't really, you know, yeah, he'll he'll get one. He'll get one at some point. Oh, absolutely. But uh, yeah, I think Justin Steele is in the 30s for me next year. If I'm really really thinking about it, I just don't trust him. But everybody else can call me crazy. I don't care. <laughs> I'm on board. I think he's gonna be maybe somewhere around 30 for me as well. Yep. But uh yeah, we got one more guy I want to talk about and then I'm gonna move on. And then we could just pretty much wrap up. I'm gonna skip the next guy. I'm gonna go to the last guy, and that's gonna be Aaron Nola. Um Nola is somebody that I, I strongly feel is going to be on a new team next year. Uh I don't foresee the Phillies picking him back up, signing him, uh, unless they get him for cheap, and the dude wants to get paid. So I foresee him running off to another team. He's had a terrible year. This is his other year, though. So, like, for instance, he's... Yeah, it's so weird that he has that going on. It's been going on for, like, the last four years. It's every other year. And, um, you know, he has 176 innings pitched, 12 wins, 185 Ks. Those numbers are great. But then he has a 4-6-4 ERA, which is the the thing that stands out the most. And then a 1-1-6 whip, which isn't atrocious. Um, But, I mean, then you look at the year before, and it's like 205 innings, 11 wins, 235 Ks. Uh, 300 and uh, 325 ERA with a 0.96 whip. Like, where's those numbers? I feel like he's gotten his head. He's like a tinker. He reminds me a lot of, and I'm going to say like a Voldemort name right here. And he reminds me of uh, Trevor Bauer, how he like, he was an every other year guy too, because he tinkered so much with, you know, his grip, his stance, his release that Nola is just such a um, student of the game that, he needs to tinker stuff. So like every other year he makes the adjustment he likes, he wants to get better and he screws it all up the next year to figure something out and then comes out and does it. Landing spot is going to make where I kind of put him. So like if he goes to the Rangers, which I could totally see happening uh, cause they're looking to buy everybody that will bump him way up my, my draft board and could almost redeem him or the Dodgers, but we shall see. Yeah, Matt, strong take on Nola. He was somebody that I was – I kind. it's funny, oddly enough, that you said the every other year thing because I kind of said that coming into the year. And, you know, I had him in 2021, and I was like, what's wrong with him? You know, and then I, I kind of was a little out on 2022, even though I have him in one of my big keeper leagues. So I did keep him, and I reaped the rewards in 2022. But then this year, it's like, I don't even know if I want to keep him going into next year. Landing spot will mean a lot, but then, you know, the old adage of, you know, first year on a new team, he's going to be 31, which isn't out of your really, you know, part of your career where you're really going to like start slowing down, but you know, you could, you could potentially, and then the FIP is bad this year. That's one thing throughout his whole career is FIP has always been really good. Once again, FIP is fielding independent pitching ERA indicator. The last three years, really good this year, four, two, one FIP. So, you know, that's, He's kind of pitching right at his, uh, you know, his indications. But, Matt, good take on Nola. I think we're going to cut things there. So, you know, 
that's all for today. Please be sure to like, subscribe, comment, rate, and review. And shout out to our everydays and new listeners for, you know, making Lockdown Fantasy Baseball your first listen each and every day. Be sure to look out for a new episode on Monday where we're going to be talking about, you know, how to win your fantasy baseball championship and what players are going to help you do that. But, guys, until then. Peace. See you.